This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. See you later. And Network Talk Sport. Powered by fans. Welcome to episode 381 of the Sheffield Wednesday Wednesday Week podcast. Can you believe it, everyone, eh? Um, good evening, welcome, and uh, tonight with me I have John, Holly and Simon. Um, so, new manager, new formation, no new outcome, no win, no win. Disappointingly against Huddersfield, but a bit of an improvement, I feel. So, guys, let's start then. Darren Moore came to town with his new team, Huddersfield. What well, do you before make of that, oh, before that, oh, oh. I'll just say, for Sorry, the first Holly. time, I woke up excited to go to the game <laughs> and hopeful. I came downstairs, it was like Christmas, I came downstairs and I said, we might actually get something today. I mean, Charlie and Adam looked at each other and went, okay. And just sort of like went along with it, but I felt hopeful. So that's always a start. <laughs> it, it very, yeah, of course, Holly. And I'm sure people listening to this and, and uh, watching probably felt the same waking up on a Saturday morning. A bit because of, obviously, what had happened a couple of days earlier of getting rid of, um, uh, well, statistically, on record, the worst manager we've ever had. Um, so, John, Sam, did you feel the same as Holly? Did you I'll start with you, John? Did you... Uh, wake up with a bit of optimism and looking forward to the game? I think there's a sense of relief for me that, that there were obviously Cisco gone, that the that Thompson, Neil Thompson, who's you know done a caretaker job before, would have some fresher ideas, would be a little bit more in line with, with what fans were thinking about players not playing, players not playing in right positions, players frozen out and stuff like that. So... That alone was a little bit of cautious optimism because you're thinking, right, you've got to see what we're seeing because Cisco definitely weren't having any of it. He was just being stubborn to the core, but surely Tomo is going to be at least on the similar wavelength to the rest of us. And so because of that, it gave me a little bit of a little bit of optimism that he would be, employ a bit more common sense, which uh, I think came to pass um, looking at the at the lineup. So, yeah, that definitely felt a, lo- a lot better than... Uh, Going and watching Cisco, Cisco, Cisco ball all the time. It was just, it was just demoralising to be honest. Yeah. 
when Cisco got sacked, right, I felt like I were on a film. I felt like running out into the street and knocking on everybody's door on the street and going, he's gone, he's gone. And I text every single person that I know, even people who don't like football, they're like, who's gone? Never mind, he's gone. Tell everyone. Tell them so, all. So you're break, breaking what? into a musical song, Dan. I was just thinking, yeah. That's some sort of Shakespeare thing. Simon, don't, don't take this the wrong way, mate. I'm assuming you didn't do that. Not that, not that, because you weren't happy that Cisco went. I've heard your singing, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it almost sounded like something out of Christmas Carol. Day, what day is it? What day is it, boy? It's do Cisco's that, boy. gone day. It's Cisco's gone. Good. Buy me a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, but it's only October. No, don't worry, it'll freeze. It'll <laughs> <laughs> <Hail>, freeze. <laughs> Oh, dear me. There, there was uh, a feeling uh, Saturday morning of, uh, I was actually, at, like Holly, looking forward to it. I think uh, the doom and gloom that had descended over Hillsborough, um, it was, was lifted slightly. Yeah, um, yeah it, it, it couldn't get any worse, could it? And at last, every time after every match, Either you or Dan put on our tweeted Ciscon or Cisco, and eventually it came true. I've, I've, <laughs> and there I've, he was. I've had that oh. safe for a while, that one. <laughs> 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 Just waiting for it. Yeah, well, I, I agree. Um, I was the same. I woke up and it was a little bit, it's, it's still, still, obviously, in trepidation. And obviously, we, we need the points. It's, it, but you did feel a bit more optimistic. You did feel that something would have been, would have changed because what we've seen over the last few weeks, it's just been the same dross, hasn't it? But with a different 11, you know, it's not even the change of 11 um, has changed the style of play or the way that games have gone. We've still had 20 odd percent possession, still had one or two shots and that's about it. So, but what, what, uh, obviously, what, 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 sorry. Sorry, guys. What got me was that some people actually felt sorry for him, but he was in the master of his own destiny, wasn't he? It, it wasn't as if he was being forced to play players out of position and players who really weren't good enough and also ensuring certain players go to Dubai to kick a ball around. You know, it, it was he was master of his own destiny. Density? Density. Density. <laughs> yeah. Back to the future there. Um, he was dreadful. Just dreadful. Mm. Well, it, did you yeah. see that kid? There's a Man City kid and he's like 10 and he's been to 263 games and he's seen 11 losses. Like, give us a couple of weeks and we'll match you this season. Like, <laughs> who is this kid? <laughs> I did not feel sorry for Cisco. I'll just say, I'll put it out there. I did not. No, uh, I feel sorry. For it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I did it. I did in the sense of a guy's lost his job, and and the way that he came across with that uh, Rob Staten interview. You know the one thing it was. He was very downbeat and very like proper. The answers I'm he would give him were just yeah, yeah. The answers we give him were were just you just knew something were coming with that because he just didn't give a hell did yeah. it. I'm not. I just swear thought to when. When he, a few weeks back when he came out and he said, well, um, Mikel Arteta had a slow start, if you remember, and, and, and look what he's doing now. And I thought, no, lad, that no Mikel Arteta, we're, we're not, we're not going to get that kind of turnaround, yeah, you know, especially with the team selections and stuff. But I tell you yeah. what, he's damaged his CV, his last two jobs, and he? he's been to Cyprus, which is, a, which is you know, pub league, and then he's uh, ended up being the worst manager in our history, statistically. Yeah. Over a set yeah. amount again, so no, I'm sorry, there's no sympathy. And that was me. hotly contested. <laughs> that, that was a long, proud standing record, wasn't it? Between what were it, Pulis and Eustace, were it? Uh, yeah, you know. Um, so obviously, we came sat, Saturday three o'clock. Well, no, sorry, no, I'll rephrase it. Saturday two o'clock came. So, as usual, you get round your phones and your wirelesses and you look for the um, starting lineup. So, um, just for people on YouTube, I've got a little thing going along. This is the starting lineup. So obviously there was a recall for Dawson. So I don't did anyone think that was going to come? I don't think Vasquez has, has done anything majorly wrong um to, to warrant losing his position. 
but hey, he came. Then we had Palmer, Volks, Iorfa, Gregory, Patterson, Bernard, Inekwe, Smith, and James. So, what did you think to that 11 then, uh, Simon? I'll go with you first. Um, it's what I expected. We had a very similar sort of thing after um, Gary Monk and Josh Lukai were dropping people like Hutch and so on and so forth, didn't we? We Westwood we went back well, to the right? we went back to the original order. I personally thought that Vasquez um, was starting to do some really bizarre stuff towards the last couple of matches. I think he felt under pressure. He had a great game against Ipswich, didn't he? Um, but then. It, to be honest, I didn't see him being any better than Dawson. Um, he's probably dropped him because he's reverted, other than Dijon, he's reverted to the original sort of back three, back four, um, of which Dawson knows, and they know Dawson. So I imagine that's probably why he's done that. Um, and then, wow, we put a, a guy on the left who's got a left foot. Fantastic. <laughs> Who'd have thought, you know? Yeah, um, Volks, who Volks, who I think Volks has had played bit part all season. Hmm. You know, Volks came on with Byers. Um, no, it, it that the team that probably the team I would have played, mate. You know, other than Windass and Bannon in there, because obviously those guys are injured. Um, yeah. That's the probably the team I would have played. And Dijon, in all honesty, I thought had a fantastic game. I thought it was. He was. He was mustard. He was. He was. Hey, bumptis. He was superb. <laughs> I thought. I thought they all were at the back. To be honest, yeah. I thought they all were. I think it was. Uh, I don't know what you guys thought. Obviously, only one of the new, which was Dijon, was the starting lineup from the new signings. So, which you think Thompson's obviously come in? He's, he's had a look. He, he knows most of these players probably inside out over the last couple of years. Um, no surprise, really, was it, Holly, that there was only one new signing started? No, no and I think before Cisco went, people sort of had a rumble and were saying that Bannon was refusing to play, but I think it proves that he wasn't. Um, yeah. Otherwise, he would be straight in, wouldn't he? Um, but, yeah, I, I think everybody wanted him to play all the, the, old, the older guys and see how they fared. Which they sort of they did all right. They did all right, didn't they? I mean, Fudge would love to be on this week after Dawson's performance. Um, mm, but other yes. than that, I think everyone else was quite reasonable. Um, that's not to say I don't think Vasquez would have been better because I don't yeah. think he puts a glove on a corner or a cross either, to be fair. And that's the thing that Dawson struggled with in the game. It was the crosses oh, yeah. and corners. Um, the referee was very lenient and gave a couple of fouls that definitely weren't fouls, I wouldn't say, when Dawson was going over the top of them. There was one in front of us where he shouted for it and Ehequa left it and then he just flapped at it randomly. And it, the and shot I, came in and went just wide, didn't to the left-hand post? Yeah. Yes, mm. that's right. Yeah, and that, and that was obvious, that was a, a bit of a precursor for what happened in the second half, but obviously we'll get to that. Um, yeah. I, I mean... We've been, I've been calling it, and I think you guys have, and everyone listening for two up top. We've been saying one up top. Simon's been a big advocate of this. One up top just hasn't helped, has it? In in any of the games, really, we've always thought two up top. So obviously, Thompson's come in, and he's gone two up top, two up top. And what I thought, and correct me, what it looked like was Patterson as a number ten. I thought Patterson was just be, just behind him, and I thought well, that's quite. Quite a different position for Patterson to sit up. He's played nearly every position. Um, but what, what was your, what was your thoughts, John, on the two up front, up two up top, up front? Yeah, right. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I think it was needed. You can, I, I, in a side that's struggling for goals, I think you, you, you've got to have a confident player just to play up front on their own. He's got to do all the, all the kind of leg work, and he's got to hold the ball up. He's got to get. This, you know, got to score any chances that come his way, and we weren't creating a lot. So I think it'd be, you know, a fool's goal to continue with one up front. Really, I think we had to put two up front just because we've got no, no goal threat at the moment in the side, and and, and you know, starving for chances and stuff like that. So a welcome return to see two back up front. Um, obviously, did it did it make a massive difference? As it turns out, no, because we're still struggling to score goals and fashion chances, aren't we? But 
equally so so with Huddersfield it was um it was a game which we could see why the two sides are where they are um you could see the two sides that are struggling for goals but I do absolutely agree with going with two up front because um it has worked in the past before and they you know Smith and uh, Gregory and I prefer Patterson in that advanced role in the number 10 role as you call it I know he started as a right back but that was many years ago I think he's become much more than that now offers and he offers some good um he's quite a physical kind of player um Patterson so he will put himself right in the box and he did he ought to have scored really on Saturday if you remember the chance that he had um yeah. He kind of yeah. snatched it a bit, didn't he, and um, put it wide. But I think he's more valuable to us in an attacking sense, in an attacking uh, position than, than than what he was under Cisco playing right back. In the uh, in the first half, we only had one real chance, um, and that was Byers. I think uh, Smith, but crossfield ball, Smith headed it down. Byers hit it, and I think it just bounced over the over the bar. And the keeper did like a comedy dive to, to, to his right to save it or to, to attempt to save it, but he was nowhere near it. Um, so it, it it does look troubling. Even obviously we played two up front, the, the amount of chances that we're not creating. Um, like I said, one in the first half at home. And it has been at home that it's been a lot more um, evident, isn't, isn't it? That we, we're just not getting the shot. Even... I mean, I've got this, even total shots. We've got five total shots at home, one on target all game. It, it on the face of it, I think the nil-nil against Huddersfield and Thompson picked a different team, and and there were, but it 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 still wasn't good. It was better-ish, but still, it wasn't like we had over fifty percent possession, peppered the goal, and only had like and still drew nil-nil. We were still shotless <laughs> so i mean I think, worry, I think the worry is that the huddersfield fans that i was talking to before and after the game were saying that they're really really bad and but they all said that that was their worst game so if that's their worst game and we still can't score against them like how mm. worrying is that that like that by far their worst game is what they were saying they did also mm. say they did also sing and point at me and sing that they saw me crying on the telly and it actually probably was me but <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they were they were <laughs> insistent that that horrible was horrible buggers, horrible buggers, Ollie. Um, and they were still chanting the Forest Yari song as well. Right? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because they're still living in the 1930s over there. Um, I think, I think, oh, go on. I think, I think what what Thompson tried to do was steady the ship. We oh. didn't want to lose the game. There were two reasons, wasn't there? I mean, firstly, is he's got to come in, he's got to try and steady the ship, stop that constant number of losses, because we did seem to be going into this quagmire of just losing every game. And then what was the last game we drew? Was it Middlesbrough? So we, we've drawn against Leeds, Middlesbrough, now Huddersfield. So we were going through this conceding early goals, conceding late goals, conceding penalties. So I think the first job was to 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 shore up and, and, and not concede. So we've actually had a clean sheet, which which when was the last time we had a clean sheet sort of thing? And then secondly was to not lose against Darren Moore. You know, that 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 man, new manager bounce. I mean, at the end of the day, I would imagine if it was a Huddersfield fan, I wouldn't be too happy because I don't think they've won a game under him yet, have they? So no, they've it, drawn, it was only drawn, drawn two, <laughs> lost one. Well, lost drawn one. three now, sorry. Yeah, lost one. So got so, the same so, amount of points as us. Some amount of pride there. And then you also as well, don't forget, we're also pulling a team together who haven't played together in that sort of, Majority of the team, that team haven't played together since the playoff final. So, yeah. you know, they've, they've, and then also as well, on top of that, what it did show was, which we've said for a long time now, is love them to bits, Smith and Gregory. We do need, we needed, we needed a new striker over the summer. We needed somebody with pace. We needed somebody who could put the ball away. And in all intents and purposes, we haven't mm-hmm. really bought anybody to replace no. those. Um, in regards to Patterson, um, I th- I thought he was awful. I really did. I thought he had a poor game, and I think the position didn't suit him. I know other people, you guys probably will disagree with me. I, it's not a split position for him. Um, no, I agree, Simon. I agree. I, I I would have said if anything, I would have tried Masaba in that role because of his pace. 
Um, it, it, I kept every time they kept substitution. It's got to be Pata. I love him to bits, but it's got to be Pata. Got to be Pleading Pata. for the club, Simon, and that's not enough. <laughs> it yeah, was like uh, things like what really peed me off as well was when he he obviously got a head, head injury, yeah. didn't they? And he yeah. threw his when it when he did eventually get subbed, he threw his bandage off onto the floor and he just like, What have you done that for, you pillock? Because someone's they're not gonna leave it on the pitch. Somebody's gotta go and pick it up. It's got blood on it, so somebody's gotta go on. And he's just thinking, Really? Really? Why? Why did yeah. you do that? Bell end. Um, I feel like this is a personal. We, no, it's not. It's not. Don't call me Blair. I know Blair doesn't yeah. like him. I love the bloke. I think he's brilliant. I'd love to go for a drink with him. I think it'd be a great night out. But um, I just, it didn't suit him that role. It really didn't. And I don't think he's at that age now where he's, a, he's an impact sub for me. Um, and I think Greg's is. And I think Smith is. Smith, Smith was like running through treacle through the entire match. It was He's like... turned into Granny Smith now, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be golden delicious in League One, but now he's Granny Smith. Now. Granny Smith. <laughs> a bit old and a bit sour tasting. Like, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We, we diverge onto some crap on this show, don't we? I mean, talking about Apple now. Comparing his, uh, one of his first-choice strikers to an Apple now. That, that's how low we've got. You know? But... Obviously, we, we get went in. We'll we'll move. We'll get went into the um, halftime nil nil. Um, what do you think, Thompson? And just randomly, what do you think Thompson's like in the dressing room at halftime? Obviously, Cisco must have said on his some of his halftime actually must have just told him to throw the game or something. I, don't, I ain't got a clue what it was like <laughs> in the thing, but I don't know what Thompson <laughs> Thompson would be like at halftime. I'm, I'm sure he's quite measured and comes across quite a well mannered and and like well spoken and softly spoken guy but I wonder if he can mm. kick some boots and things well, like that. Um, what do you reckon? He, he worked for what he was Warnock's assistant at Scarborough, weren't he? So he'll have um, he'll be no stranger to Effin and Jeffin, will he? So he'll uh, he'll be in hostile dressing room environments, I suppose. Mm. But uh, whether that's a style he adopts himself now you know in the dressing room or whether it's still that Sort of calm, measured persona that you see on, on on when when he's being interviewed. I'm not too sure, but he's certainly been around the block a few times. So we've yeah. seen quite a few uh, quite a few situations there. So I'd like to think that he, he's quite quite measured in his his halftime team talks and knows knows what to. And he mentioned the um, trying to get the atmosphere back, didn't he? He mentioned he referenced the Peterborough game and oh. how influential the fans can be. And I think he's kind of just trying to say, you know. If we can show that effort and endeavour, you're going to win the crowd back. That's going to help you out. That's going to inspire you to play better. And, uh, you know, and I think that's kind of where he's trying to get back to the really bad, actually. It wasn't bad, was it? It wasn't bad at all. No, I thought it was all right. 26,000, which is a good gate considering where we are. And fair play, it was yeah. still brought, brought quite a few as well, didn't they? So yeah, they did. Can't fault the crowd and the atmosphere. <clears throat> no, that's... Did say that's... was in the crowd as well? It was indeed, yeah. So he, he, everybody just cheered him on. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he was there with his uh, face mask on, his family and everything. So yeah, he was uh, in attendance. So do you think um, we all knew that he was in the crowd, and all of a sudden the anti stuff changed and turned into a bit like North Korea, where we're all like applauding and looking up at the director's box? Well, from from where I where I was sat, I, uh, there was a there was a couple of times somebody tried chanting Chancery out. Uh, and then over at the, you know, in the T1 block, they tried a couple of times, but I don't think it took on. So I don't, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know if why why people didn't or do, or I don't know. Um, just didn't didn't seem to take off. So um, uh, we'll see on the I next think, game. I think the chairman's pulled the trigger on the manager, and 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 that that in a way sort of quelled it, didn't it? And I think also yeah. people people wanted to see some sort of reaction on Saturday, especially. Especially to an ex-manager. I mean, again, love the bloke Darren Moore, and God, I wish he'd stayed. But um, you'd, you can imagine if we had lost to him, and, it, and if it had been mm. a resounding loss as well. I mean, it would have gone toxic really, really quickly. But he's he's done the first thing, hasn't he, Chan Series? He's made the decision. He's waited yeah. the proverbial ten matches and then got rid <laughs> of him. We're all willing to give him ten matches. Christ, we should have only had five. But anyway, that's that. 
Um, and he's got rid of him. So he's, he's, he's in a way, he's appeased a lot of us, hasn't he, by pulling the trigger and doing that. Um, I think, yeah, I totally agree, Simon. But I'm sorry, I just to cut you off. Sorry. Um, but I was just thinking, do you, I put a tweet out and it was like, yeah, he's, he's, he's pulled the trigger. But do you trust him to make the right decision regarding the next manager? No, but how can it be worse? Oh, yeah, of course. It, it, Statistically, it can't, can it? that's the thing i think i think if we'd seen that performance say last season that sort of performance we put in or we'd had that sort of performance from the start of the season we probably would have moaned about it but because of what we've actually seen mm. since august and how bad it's been and how inept and the lack of identity and the, the, the glaringly obvious things of people playing out of position, playing one up front, all this. I was walking away and I was saying to Ethan, I was saying that actually feels like a result because we actually looked like we had some sort of identity. We actually looked like we had some sort of plan. Players actually looked like they knew what they were doing. You know, Reese James brought some positivity back on the left-hand side. I thought Volks had a very good game, you know, and, and you know, it's it's... Ihekwe, I thought Ihekwe was yeah. superb. I mean, yeah. how anybody can say that um, Diaby uh, is is an upgrade to him is just blows my mind because Ihekwe is a far better player. Yeah, we are we are judging this on just one game though. I know Ihekwe has not played that good, has it? Uh, not many games, not that good. He played brilliant. I thought the back three. I thought I offer uh, Bernard and Ihekwe. I thought they were really good, really solid. Um, Reese James on the left. Sorry, Stevie, but I've got to say, Palmer did not. Have What's he going to got dreads for? That's what's done, isn't it? I think he's, I think I really do think he's struggling with fitness. He's been, he was injured. He had, a, he had a, um, an operation, did it in, in the <laughs> summer? So I don't well, think he's 100%. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think, and it, it showed he, he could not control the ball. No. Um, no. The, ball Four, was going out. the ball was going out at one point. All he had to do is put his foot on it, stop yeah. it from going out. And he just missed the ball completely. The lad looks unfit. You're absolutely right. I think he had a yeah. groin injury, didn't he? Which he carried into the playoff final. And he just looks really unfit, which yeah. then affects you mentally as well, doesn't it? Yeah, so, of course. Yeah. I think what we saw really on was like those those players that came back in and what we thought should have been playing in the first instance had lost some match sharpness and... and Sort of, um, you know, chemistry with each other because they weren't on the pitch, and so when they did get a chance to play on Saturday, we did see quite. Well, I personally thought so. You know, runs that players were making that weren't spotted, balls that were played, and when yeah. the player was supposed to have been making a run, it didn't happen there. And then obviously some overhit crosses and stuff like that as well. So I think you could just see that they'd not benefited from that time together in, in match situations, and they'd lost a bit of chemistry and understanding with each other. Mm. I think. Yeah, I totally agree, John. I think uh, I think you're right. It does help, doesn't it, when you're working and playing with some your counterpart in the midfield or your centre half partnership. It does help, doesn't it, that you, you get comfortable with people. And I don't think Cisco's chopping and changing of the eleven really helped any player, even new or old, um, to settle in that starting eleven. I mean, I'm going to get onto it. Dawson's. I think, what do you think, Dawson, he got elbowed, I think, for that disallowed goal. Did anyone see that? I thought he made a right hash of it, but he, sh he should have punched it better anyway. But obviously, if you're getting an elbow in the face and, and, and it got blew up for a foul anyway, but I thought... Why does he ever come to punch a ball? I've never seen him make contact with a ball when he tries to punch it. So just let yeah. the defenders do it and take a step back and try yeah. and save it if they get it. I've well, never it, seen him put a glove on it. They, they had a free, they had a free kick over on our left, and it came in. It hit the wall. I don't think it was biasing the wall. It shot up, and it was like a split second. He's got to make the decision. Does he come for it? So if you're going to come for, for me, I, I'm, I don't, I've never played football in my life, but I, I imagine if you're goalkeeper and you come in, you're taking everything. You're going for that ball. You're going to catch it, or you're going to two fist punch it away. And it doesn't matter who's in front of you, your player, their player, you just go through them. But it just seemed that he went for it like with one hand to punch it, and then he got caught by their their attacker. And I think that's what they blew up. But it was 
you've got to just make the clearance and then obviously if you get fouled or an offside then you play to the whistle don't you so I, I, I just thought he looked a bit shaky I've got to say I know it's his first game back and I'm not I'm not Dan Fudge bashing him here um, it's it was just have what... you made a video montage I no no I'm a grown ass man I don't do shit <laughs> like that oh, are you swore. saying that are you saying that Dan isn't a grown ass man yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I cannot say I just think I just think play to your strengths. We all know Dawson's strength is not punching it, so why is he even trying? Because they, mm. the referee was quite lenient on them. There was a few where the ref gave it in Dawson's favour, and it wasn't a foul. He just flapped it. The ref obviously thought, well, he wouldn't flap it, would he? But yeah, he would. He does it all the time. Just, just try and take your shot. Let them head it if you want, but. I think the yeah. referee was poor, poor overall anyway for both were, sides, yeah, to the, be honest. Yeah. There was a tweet that went out before before the game. Um, a fellow Owls fan said that, oh, no, not this guy, it's refing. He, he doesn't allow any contact at all. He's very whistle-happy. And uh, you were on the money with that tweet because I thought the ref <laughs> just wouldn't let the game go at all. It was almost like basketball. He couldn't touch anybody. It and, gave loads um, of fouls at first 20 minutes, didn't it? Absolutely yeah. loads every single time anyone went near ball. I mean, stuff like that with two struggling teams, you're trying to get into a rhythm, it just kills it, doesn't it? Because neither side can get into the flow of things because it's stop-start all the time. And who Yeah, I thought it got, was poor. Who was it who got obstructed in the second half and he gave it to them? I can't remember who it was now. Was it, but was it Dijon? And Dijon got the ball and got away and the player just basically stepped in front of him and he ran into yeah. him. Yeah, and I went, yeah. oh, yeah, free kick. And he was facing our goal. Yeah. Pulled well, it to the cop. It's just, what? He only gave two yellow cards all game. One for us and one yeah. for them. And theirs was in the 95th minute. So it was it was a bit whistle happy, but not trigger happy. Not card you know, happy. Card yeah. happy, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it was, yeah. I mean, like I said, disappointing to only see one shot on target. Um, Patterson really should have scored, shouldn't he? Um, yeah. From five yeah. yards out, swivel from a corner that dropped down. He should have, should have scored right in front of you, Holly, I believe that. Was it? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was a draw. We didn't lose. And for me, yes, obviously, I think we're all in agreement that Thompson's first and I won't say last game because he may still be there for another caretaker role in the future. <laughs> but in this stint, I, I would I would imagine it's his first and, and last game. Um, and like you like pointed out earlier, he's set up not to lose. Um, fair play to the defence. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. We all know away days are mint, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now with the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. For more information, see mcdonalds.com. See you later. The job, stuck to it. Um, just just offered a bit of pay. No pace up front, did we? Uh, and there was... It, it put on, on the bench, sorry. Uh, Kadamatra was on the bench. And, um, oh, I can't pronounce it. It's Pute. Is that his yeah, name? Joe Pooter. Yeah, yeah. 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 Apologies if I pronounced that wrong. Um, and that was what everyone saw that. I thought, oh, that's good. I know he didn't want to lose the game, but you could see there was no there was no pace up there. So I would have given Kadamatri eight, ten minutes at the end just there's to have a, a run. Of, He's got nothing to lose, has he? There's a bit of pressure on him, though, isn't there? Because everyone's been saying <sighs> get Kadamatri on for the whole season. But it's a bit like with Marvin Johnson. If if they come on after all this build up and the rubbish for a young kid, it might it might take him ten steps back. I've, I'm in the atmosphere. I'm going to go on. 
I'm not going to go on a rant, but we'll 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 pull at the old uh, young players thing. You, they can't, they can't be under pressure. They can't be. They, they, they've. I would imagine, eighteen-year-old professional footballer playing for his. I don't think he's his boyhood club, is he? I think he's been there a while, though, hasn't he? Um, mm. And ten minutes in a in a nil-nil. If he goes on and he runs around and he doesn't get a touch of the ball, fair enough. We know. No one's getting any service up front, so they're not going to blame him for that. If he gets on and scores a goal, he's a hero. And obviously, Neil Thompson must know that he's only there, or back of his mind, he's only there for one game. So he puts Kadamati on, or he puts Putti on in, in the wide position, and he comes on and, and nothing happens, and he's drawn on nil-nil, then everyone will say, oh, he's, he's got minutes in the bank. It's good. We, we trust in the youngsters. You've got Leeds United play a start, a 17-year-old and an 18-year-old and a 19-year-old in their first 11. All right. I know that they're a lot more advanced than us, their academies. But there's plenty of other teams that start 17, 18 and 19-year-olds. And we just seem not. <laughs> yeah, of course. So I, 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 the pressure, I think, like you say, Holly, I think the pressure is from the fans because we've never really done this. If every season we had, like, uh, Rio Shipston, he came last season, came on, played a couple of games, um, did all right for what I saw, to be honest, I've got to say. But then there isn't anyone else this season. that We're not giving anyone a chance. So I, th- I think we should give give youth a chance. But these well, are I understand in the position we're in, though, aren't we? We're bottom of the league. These are his boys, so he's going to want to protect them. He's obviously sees them more than we do. Yeah. Maybe he knows that they're maybe not quite up to it or whatever, but he, he's going to want to protect them for long term rather than just throwing them in. And the atmosphere until this game has been bad. So, you know, if they come on and they weren't so good, I don't think our fans would, but it's not unthinkable that they might then just think that they're crap and never want to see them again and, and go over top. Not like us to be dramatic, but... You never know, do you? So he ain't going to want to throw him to Lions, is he? But maybe. Oh, yeah. maybe How are we maybe. going to know if he's any good? He knows if they're any good, though, doesn't he? Because he sees them well, all. He so must have thought two are good enough. I, th- if, I think if, if I can throw any defence into Thompson was the fact that he his, his, his sort of hand was called when Reese James had to come off. So he's he's mm. he, where Reese James had to come off. He's obviously had to swap Palmer over onto the left, and he brought Valentin on, and and that maybe sort of had to reshuffle his deck then to to of maybe what he originally planned to do, because I'd have liked to see have seen certainly seen Joey Pooty come on because from what I saw him in uh, the preseason, he he was very very good in regards to sort of attacking down the wing, yeah. uh, and I think he would have he he would have. Shut them up, you know. I, I don't know if anybody else noticed this, and 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 I thought to myself, why didn't we push it more in the second half? Their keeper looked really shaky. I mean, you've all spoke, you've all talked about Dawson, but you know what? I think that Huddersfield's keeper was very poor, and 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 I'd like to have seen a few more balls into the box and the the, the big lads of Smith and Gregory sort of getting into him a bit because. Didn't seem to be a great deal of confidence in the back four of Huddersfield playing in front of him. They didn't like to pa- pass back to him, uh, and and there was a couple of times where he made a few mistakes. Obviously, our keeper did as well. I'd like to have seen us press that more, and that's probably again back to the fact that Thompson was trying to stop the rot of us um, losing games and and going for a draw. Yeah. The problem for both teams was it wasn't really end to end; it was just middle to middle. And nobody had anything <laughs> up front, did they? <laughs> nobody did anything. So the keepers were like, well, okay, I'm not having a good game, but so, yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 <laughs> very true. But, yep, yeah, very true, So that was Huddersfield, nil-nil. We've uh, got massive three points. So, uh, unfortunately, I think uh, Rotherham scraped a draw as well. So we're in the same position. Um, who knows? Watford next. We could uh, we could increase our uh, points to six. Could hundred percent improve them, couldn't we? From three to six. So that's our next game up. Uh, obviously, we've got an international break coming up. So that's that's Huddersfield. Um, oh, just a quick one on Huddersfield, and I should have said this before. Um, 
Darren Moore, did he get a good reception? What do you think? Did you? I just thought he got a clap, a round of applause when he came out, but nothing, nothing no, major, not was it? And he didn't. Mm. I thought that he might have clapped our fans at the end, but he didn't. Although Tom Lee's did do a lap yeah. at the end, <laughs> but I didn't see Darren Moore do anything. He did get booed from the Huddersfield fans, though. Who did Tom Lee's? Darren no, Moore. no, Darren Moore. He went over with some of the players. All right, then he was with the players as well, so it could have mm. been. Obviously, but yeah, they did boo when he went over, so I did notice that. He, he, he was, he came but out. It's a bit harsh that he's only had four yeah, games, yeah. He drew, yeah. drew three and lost I one. I did hear the boos actually, and I wonder what that was for, to be honest. But I've got that used to them recently, yeah. from anywhere. <laughs> or maybe I was just hearing them and they didn't actually Dragging happen. Down to our level. <laughs> well, all the Huddersfield uh, fans that I know, none of them wanted him, so they're they're unimpressed oh. already and they're still unimpressed. Right. Yeah. Um, but if oh. this is the last bit that we talk about Huddersfield, can we draw a line yeah. under Darren Moore and never mention him ever again? Because yes, no. please, <laughs> yes, please, hundred percent. Don't, don't mention it to Steve because I was. No more. Please don't no mention more. it to Stevie. Well, <laughs> it's it's funny you should say that, Holly, because that does little segue into our next little uh, discussion. Managers, managers of Sheffield Wednesday, or the next manager of Sheffield Wednesday. So, over the last God knows how many days, we've all seen uh, Skybet pictures that everyone's putting up of all the betting odds and uh, everything. And Dan did a massive thing about it on the last pod about how betting odds work. So, um, over the last couple of days, we've had a few other names mentioned on Twitter and socials and everything. So, we've got we've got Warnock, Warnock still, who's still hanging around there. We've got Michael Beale, who's just been released um, from his position at Rangers. And then for one for me, and I don't know if you agree with this, but I think it's a proper heads gone, is that Birmingham have got rid of Eustace. Sixth in the league. So he's he's looking for a job and wants to get straight back into management. And then all and then we've also got, I think the book is favour, and it looks nailed on, is uh, Danny. Anyone want to have a go at pronouncing his name? Go on, then, Ash. Tell us. No, no, no. I want. I'll go on. Uh, go on, Holly. Have a have a go at pronouncing Danny. Well, I don't know, but it did make me laugh when somebody said online, "If he's called Roll, can we call him Bread Cake?" <laughs> <laughs> Not tea cake from Not tea cake. Barnsley, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, anyone? Anyone want to have a go? Go on, Sai, I can see you. Uh, well, it probably roll, 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 not roll. Somebody said it's like people from Hull call rolls. I, can't, <laughs> I, I worked in Hull for a year, and I can't. I right. remember him having a weird accent, but so, um, so by the uh, by the magic of computers and stuff and things, if anyone, if, if you can hear this, this is how you pronounce Danny Rolls surname. Oil. Do you get that? Oh, it's like one of the competitions where you're like, oh, what's that sound? What's that sound? <laughs> it's a, it, you have to roll your tongue quite literally. Yeah. So, he's going to call manager him... now because this section is going to look crap, isn't it? So, they're going to call him big, you're going to call him big day from now on, then. <laughs> so... That's it, yeah. Danny, Danny, Danny Dog, something like Danny. that. Sounds yeah. like when Harland did that impression of John Stones, that. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah, so Dan, Danny Rule Rule is, is the favourite. Um, forgive me. I mean, I've read so much stuff in the last few days over him. Uh, I do not profess to know anything about German football. Um, what you've read, what you've seen on Twitter and socials and everything. Holly, what's your initial? If obviously this is all done, we're recording this on uh, Monday night, so. Um, it may all change even now, or it might change in the next 24 hours, whatever. But if out of that list, Danny Rue, Warnock, Michael Beale, and Eustace from Birmingham, um, or somebody else. So I never claim to know about anyone else's managers. I don't care. I don't care what anyone else is doing. Obviously, we all know about Colin, but no one, I, I, I genuinely do not know anything about anyone else's managers. So I, the only things that I've heard about uh, rule is um, I think Peter Lohman put on um, 
on about some stats and stuff and it all looked of great. Course. But then that makes me suspicious anyway, because it, it, the fact that it sounds good doesn't sound like Sheffield Wednesday, does it? And in mind, yeah, exactly. Where's the catch? And he might be the kind of guy who needs time, which he's not gonna get from either the chairman or the fans or the players. And then but has he managed before? Has he only been an assistant? I don't know. No. I don't know about him. It, no, but... he has. He's only been assistant, but he was assistant at Southampton, Bayern Munich, yep. and also the German national squad. So, yeah, but a decent was that, CV. That guy that was at Barnsley was the assistant for like Mourinho or somebody wanted, and he was their worst manager that they've had in ages. So, you oh, know, <laughs> the thing against it, the thing against him is he hasn't managed in the Cypriot league. So, <laughs> no, has he it, been at Watford? You're not worth your salt, are you? <laughs> yeah, and he has been at Watford. So, you well, know, that does say I, something because everybody I, we've all been at Watford. <laughs> I've never been to Watford actually, I've worked there, but never been to football. But I'm going to rectify that in a couple of weeks. So, uh, um, I don't know what I was going to say now. I've, I've just gone, <laughs> well, he's got to start somewhere, right? So, yeah, yeah. let me put it, let me put it to you. We're 11 games in, we're not. 11 games from the end of the season. We've still 35 games, which is my rubbish maths, is 105 points. Is that right? Yes, 105 points. So he's got time at the minute to come in. He's got If he comes in in the next 24, 48 hours, he's got 10 days with the team to the next match. He's got all the on-paper attributes. He's done his German pro licence, A licence, is worked under and with some managers and players. Um, the, the what I can get from it, the only thing that he hasn't done is had a batshit crazy boss. And that we all know we've all we've <laughs> we've, we've we've all worked in jobs where we've had batshit crazy bosses, and it's how you deal with them. Look, after Cisco, I would literally give it to a piece but, of roadkill because it cannot be any worse. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, you look down the list of managers and you think, "Oh God, I don't want them, them, and them." But anybody, you know, get anybody. Usual merry-go-round. That that segment now, and Ash just said that, and it just said, "Oh, whichever one he said it." When he hasn't had a, a a batshit crazy manager, took me back to like you can imagine. It's, you can imagine Danny, Danny Rule on a set of surprise, surprise, and Silla was still alive, and she's like, "You haven't had a batshit crazy manager." Well, he's here tonight, and the thing goes back, <laughs> and Dave Manchester comes walking in. Right, I know. I know what I'm going to be working on for the next gift. <laughs> okay, yeah. But yeah, I think you, the weird thing is with Danny Danny Roll um, is it feels like a project going with somebody like him. And when has DC ever done a project? You know, yeah. I bet he never finished a jigsaw as a kid because he couldn't be arsed. He just threw it away and bought, bought one already made or something. It's like. Danny Rule, it's like he's a 34-year-old manager with all that experience working at the top level of football, both in Germany and with the national side. And you're thinking, if you're going to go with somebody like him, surely that's like a long-term project. Even if we went down, you'd, you'd be thinking, you stick with that because he's going to have some contacts in the game, he's going to have a philosophy, have a style, and you're going to stick with that and see if it's an untapped route that you've not been down before, see if it can prove successful. Um, but then I always take the other thing takes me back to like what uh, Blair was saying as well. Um, that for all these assistants that have worked with all these top coaches, like um, with Paul Clement, who worked with like Mourinho and and followed him kind of to chip from Chelsea to Real Madrid, and he finally got his chance as a manager and didn't really do very well, did he? I think I've often asked it too long. Was it Derby County, Derby, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, so it's. It's a little bit Forrest Gump box of chocolates, you know. We're not, you're not quite sure what you're going to get. Is he going to be taken to it like a duck to water, or is he going to struggle being the main man? And more importantly, what 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 sort of assurances and what sort of vision and plan, if we have one, is are we going to have if we take somebody like that on from DC? Is it going to be? Is he going to get time to to try and work at work? You know, be a project, or is it simply just here you go, 30, 30 odd games, see if you can see what you can do. I would, I mean, the, the counter to that is that obviously they've got a guy at Leicester, Maresca, who I know is Pep's second, he's never managed, he's going, Kieran McKenna, Ipswich, he'd never managed, 
Schumacher at Plymouth. I know they're not having the best run at the minute, but they played some great stuff at, in League One last season. John Eustace, I'm just looking at a tweet here, actually, so keep an eye. I'm just praying he points somebody while we're on podcasting. It'd be brilliant. But apparently, uh, John Eustace, who's now become one of the other choices, mm. um, he had only been assistant prior to being Birmingham's manager. So he's yeah. only been assistant prior as well. I'm just waiting for Chan to turn up tomorrow and going, can't do a Dan Fudge impersonation, but going no, down. I'm just, I'm just, uh, here's our new manager. And there's this really flat hedgehog just sat there. And he's just like, gone out in his he's car. He's going to a flat back for I, 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 I may say something now that probably 99.9% of fans will agree with me. Oh. And just when when Chancery uh, appoints someone and they do a press conference, I hope he's locked in a broom cupboard, Chancery. I oh, think he's that, in a, that, somewhere in another office or that, somewhere that. else, just just nowhere near it. Just let the man, whoever it is, sit there in front of the cameras and just take the questions of yes. X, Y, Z, whatever, whatever, whatever. and Or even have like the communications guy, Trevor, at the side of him, and if any questions coming about Cisco, just go, whoa, old horses, none of that shit, new manager, yeah. just crack on, yeah. and then just leave it, and, and I think that will just set the guy off, whoever it is, on a bit of an even keel, not looking at his watch going, Jesus Christ, what have I done it in, in Spanish, obviously. Um, yeah. So, it's, so, are, are you, are you either or, are you, are you bothered, John, are you a, a Danny Rule, Rule, or are you like I don't know, just say a Warnock who would only be here for the season though because you'd get the same next season he'd leave and you'd back to square one be it in the championship or God forbid in League One. Are you one for the, the project that giving the guy the chance? Um, I would support a project, but the problem with a project is you you need to have that in your mind in like between seasons in the off season you need to make that sort of decision before an upcoming season, not, you know, um, just not just shy a quarter of a way through a season or whatever it may yeah. be. So um, I think the position that we're in, I could support a project if, but I just don't, I just don't think we can afford to go back to league one again. I don't think Chan no. can, can afford that. He's got to, he's got to avoid it at all costs because as much as he, wants to stop funding the club and, and, and have a go at the fans. He, he, the realisation for him is he, TV revenue alone will drop by 7 million just, just from being in League One. And, and for a club that's, you know, not notoriously good at earth, making its own money revenue-wise, that that is an absolute bombshell. You can't, you can't afford yeah. that. We can't do that. So I'd, it's strange because, it, it, like I say, to me, it does look like it, it does, you know, seem like a project manager, but we're not in a project window, I don't think. So maybe it is just, it's just going to use him for this experience of being around these top players and top coaches and, and hope that it, his methods and, 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 it, and can, can rub off on the players and that we can do that. And I, the Warnock thing, yes, I, I undoubtedly think he's got the capability of, of, of getting Wednesday out of it, but I just don't think we can afford to appoint somebody like him, given the, 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 the fractured nature between fans and chairman as it is yeah. um one another manager can probably get three defeats on the bounce and and, and we grumble but if warnock gets three on the spin it's all of a sudden a, agent warnock and the fans are up in arms again aren't they so yeah he's he's it's a, it's a real it's going to be a real uh real decision to make and it still seems from what we're seeing on news outlets twitter you know social media etc that right now it Barring anything different, it does, he's still the favourite, isn't he, Danny Roll? So he's got to get this one right. But we keep saying that, don't we? So, yeah. Whoever it is, Wednesday fans have got to realise we're going to lose a lot of games this season. We're going to lose more games than we win. Whoever it is, we still don't know if last season's players are good enough. We sort of know that the new players aren't really good enough. And a combination of our mall might still be pretty poor. So whoever you get in... They're your players. Other, unless Marvin yeah. Johnson is going to be Pele, they're your players. <laughs> so we're going to end up losing a lot of games. So whoever it is, and I know I did say this a few games ago about Cisco, but we are just going to have to get behind him, whoever it is, because we're going to we, we're going to be rubbish. 
So your your game behind Cisco was going out your front door when he got sacked and being full yeah. on <laughs> musical down the street. Yeah, that was you getting Yeah, that's right. Him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Simon, what what's your thoughts on on this? Is this uh, obviously it's a it's an appointment to Chan, Mr. Chancery has to get right mm. because um, it's it's looking not so much bleak at the minute, but it could be after a few more games. It's it's looking very bleak at the moment, to be honest, Ash. You know, it's three points out of ten, the eleven. Um, still, like I said, still under five points left, though. Yeah, isn't there? yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He. he I'm 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 a fan of Rule or um, Eustace as well now, and now he's being relieved of his duties. The question mark I've got over the uh, Danny is um, his experience of, you know, he's 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 been fortunate to have been assistant manager at football clubs that are full of money, and have been, you know, German national team, uh, Bayern Munich. You know, they have class in depth through academies and, and through their first teams. He's actually got to do a job here with what we've got because bear in mind, he can't sign anybody until January. We've got a batshit crazy um, chairman who, unless he's been visited by the ghosts of Christmas past, Christmas present and Christmas future, <laughs> um, he's going to carry on as he is. Um, I would hope that he has had an epiphany and decided to uh, no longer go down the route, but he's been, what, in charge of his eight years now and he hasn't yeah. changed, left and didn't change his spots. I, I'm not for Warnock I, I, entirely, as John says. It's not a image of Sheffield United, this, that and the other, but he said stuff in the past, I know, jokingly, and he's that pantomime villain, et cetera, et cetera. But two or three games, three, two or three losses and the crowd will turn. And look, we've taken the piss for many years over... Heckingbottom and Danny Wilson, Agent Wilson, Agent Heckingbottom. It'd only come back and bite us on the arse, wouldn't it, if Warnock came and we ended up going down. So, yeah. uh, look, like we say, you could appoint roadkill. It's got to be better than what we've just had over the last 10 games. But, you know, that you've got, I'm not a coach. The only team I really watch is Wednesday. I don't really watch Premiership football. I don't really watch any other team. A bit like Holly, I haven't got any interest in other managers. I just enjoy football, and it's been horrid since that day in May. Let's just get somebody in, get some stability, somebody who can actually look at the team and try and get them, you know, make a silk purse out of a sow's ear, let's say, and get us to safety. Because, as John said, if we go down... I don't know. The club will always exist, and the club will exist way beyond my years and everybody else's years here because of the fingers crossed. Wednesday is, yeah, yeah. But, but, and and also as well, there's people out there. I haven't got the memories, but the people out there where we were on the verge of going into the the old fourth division. You know, Wednesday have been in far, far worse states. Home games of ten thousand, you know, and these sort of things that Mm. we've, you know, we have been in worse positions, but. There wasn't the money swelling around that there is now, and 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 the losses that clubs can incur, and the penalties for clubs when they concur these losses in a league that's broken. Yeah. So we need to we need to shore the ship up. And he needs to make an appointment this week, whoever it is. Oh, no, well, manager needs to be in place I, this week. What if he does it on no. Friday the thirteenth? <laughs> oh, again, that'd be the ghost of Christmas. I, I, Future, wouldn't it? We're just this. This is the Christmas Carol. Like, like I said previously, we're recording this on Monday night. I would hope in the next forty-eight hours, just to maximise the amount of time that the new manager will have without a game to get in, obviously, and just work with the players, get introduced to the surroundings. If it's a totally different manager to the league or anything, then it's got it. It's got to do it as soon as. Why break the habit of the match day statement? We love that. Well, a few hours before the game, stick a statement out. Why not? <laughs> well, I was I was half expecting at the end of the Huddersfield game, you know, like oh, we've got an announcement and then parading round or whoever it is, <laughs> parade it round at the end of the game. But uh, you know, something different or something would happen like that. But wasn't to be. So just a quick one on on the. Obviously, we've talked about Holly's. I totally agree with Holly. We are going to lose a lot of games. And at the start of the season, even if it was Darren Moore or whoever it was, 
I always felt it was going to be a hard season. And I would have took 19th, 20th, 21st, you know, just, and that does mean that we are going to lose a lot of games. So yeah. just hope we've lost the majority of them in the first 11. <laughs> get them out of the way. Get them out of the way. And then uh, whoever comes in has got a free run to get 90 points and push for promotion. You just need to get a win. Wanted. <clears throat> That's it. The longer massive. it goes on, I mean, the, the, yeah. the heads just keep dropping and the belief's not there, isn't it? Mm. And you can bring a, you can bring anyone you like and you can bring Ferguson out of retirement. But if you, if you, if you, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 games, and you still have one. It's it's just going to be such a such a demoralising picture for the for the players, isn't it? So, like you said, get somebody in quick, get them working with the players on the training pitch, mm. get their ideologies across, the methods and everything. Some coaches are all you know bigging up players and confident. You know, Arsene yeah. Wenger was always a brilliant man motivator, wasn't it? Other guys are kind of just strict and straight down the line. That person in quick so that it can get stuck into the players but you know at least at this kind of training ground and uh, get them as best prepared as they can for what's going to be an absolute dogfight for the rest of the season yeah i mean i've just i've just looked at we've got watford plymouth and rotherham and all three are in the bottom seven uh, uh, from tonight so you're looking at them <laughs> none of them are in in pretty sparkling form so you would hope that... charitable <laughs> yeah of course but you're looking at those nine points to go for there I don't know, six, six at a minimum. <clears throat> You've got to be beating Rotherham. You've got to be beating yeah. Rotherham, haven't you? You've got yeah. to beat Rotherham. You've got to beat those Is teams that at Hillsborough? Yeah. Yes. Sunday. 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 They always time. do well at Hillsborough, don't they? Um, mm. Sorry, Town. They always tend to do well at Hillsborough. Yeah, 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 but it is. Yeah, it is It is getting. Uh, yeah, you're right. We need to win. Bottom, bottom seven. So for me, we have to. Um, yeah. Right. I'm all done there. I'm knackered. So, any other business? Anyone would like to point anything out? Holly's going to say I have something. Got some more business. If you Ooh. are, part, you might be able to tell us more about this, Ash. But if you are part of the women's supporters group, you've just got a newsletter that mentions that we have partnered with them for some free tickets for the Rotherham match. When the deadline <laughs> to apply for that is on Friday. Oh, <laughs> look at us. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yes, you have to. Um, obviously, the women's supporters group, if you don't know about it, is absolutely brilliant. There's a WhatsApp group that's fantastic. Leanne from the women's supporters group was behind the Bradley Lowry fundraiser, which is brilliant. They were going to spend that on a caravan for like respite holidays. And they, I'm assuming they've got the caravan out of that. It's got to 27 last. 27 grand last time I saw it, so that's good stuff. Mm. Uh, but yes, if you are signed up to their emails, you will have had an email um, that we've partnered with them. And yes, you can apply for some of the tickets for the home game, which is on the 29th. Very good. Wow. Check your inbox. There you, there you go, listeners and watchers. There you go. If you're a member, um, get signed up and you could uh, get some tickets to the Rotherham game and watch. What rather than the third game, watchers get our ninth points of that three game run. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody say. else for anything else? No, no. I just want to. I just want to put Ooh. out a, a best yes. wishes from all of us at the Wednesday Wednesday week for uh, Chris Basham, who had a really really nasty injury. I know he plays for the other the other side of the city, but if anybody saw that injury on uh, Saturday, um, it was awful. And I just hope he makes a full recovery from that. I think all of us, all of us from the blue and white side of the city, wish him our best. It was a horrific injury, and mm -hmm. and all the best from us all here at the Wednesday week. Um, rivalries aside, you won't want to see any player, any football player of any age, of any you know Premier League, First Division, grassroots, get an injury like that. It was horrendous, and all the best. And I hope we get well, get well soon, mate. Yeah. Thank you very much, Simon. Yeah, totally agree with that. Thank you very much. So that's episode 381 done. Uh, if you, I say it all the time when I'm hosting, but if you like, subscribe on all the YouTubes and all the social things. And um, uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. And uh, we'll be back. Maybe, you never know, you may be lucky. And we might do a manager special if we get one announced. What do you think? Yeah, this week, Ooh. definitely got to be. 
So clear diaries, guys. Uh, we may be a special call. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, this has been the Wednesday week for all your Sheffield Wednesday nonsense. Bye. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.